My name is Matt Brown. You for Halloween. He wanted to be his daddy. Clown ass. And let's start the show. Doggy, you won this debate. Let's move on. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Paul, great to see you. No, he didn't. What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday, a feel-good Friday, November 10th, 2023. First things first, tomorrow is Veterans Day, and we just want to send our praise, our thanks, and our appreciation to all the men and women who have served this country throughout the years. And we will never forget the sacrifice and your determination to make this a better country and make this a safer country and always protecting us. May you have a wonderful Veterans Day to all those who have served. And then for this, we have a Feel Good Friday show for you. We have a very fun tweet cap to end your week. And before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, X and Twitter at Prod Combo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. Oh, man, I was almost done beating this cold, almost 100%. I figured if we just rest this weekend, it should be all gone. I can't believe this really bad cold knocked me out for two weeks. I haven't felt myself with this cold, and I'm still nasally, but hopefully we're at the tail end of this. And thank God we will be, because I really appreciate good health after something like this. But regardless, we have a very good show for you. We have a very good month ahead, continuing the month of November. And yeah, what are we going to focus on today? Tiffany Gobas. Might be time to put a bow on her and talking about her on the pod. She finally told her story on Pardon My Take last weekend. So we have to go into that. Bad Baby flexing on all of us, showing us how much she makes on OnlyFans. Uh, Jason Kelsey, Sexiest Man Alive nominee. Patrick Dempsey won, but I think the highlight off of that typical list of A-list movie stars and um, you know, pop stars and musicians, we have somebody who is an offensive lineman and a podcaster from the NFL. Awesome stuff there. The Screen Actors Guild finally ended their strike. Incredible stuff to see. And now, may I say, the movie business, movie and TV business is back to normal. Uh, and we have Shrek 5 uh, being leaked. Logan Paul was the United States title. Uh, radio hosts around the country getting crazy and all, a bunch of other fun things, including some questions. It's just me and Ryan today. Ryan, uh, Jose's out in Florida uh, on vacation. So we'll hopefully see him again soon. But we have a very good show for each and every single one of you. You do not want to miss the action. So why don't we get into it right here, right now. Ryan Page, it's your turn. You would be talking about, no, I should say you, me, and the audience. Let's recap this crazy week we just had. And let us talk about what is trending in our world. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. Hey, everybody, we had a crazy week in our world. Lots of things to talk about. And we have another tweet cap to take care of your wonders on what was going on in this funny place we call planet Earth. 
What's going on? Ryan Page is with us. Uh, Jose's at Disney World being a Disney adult, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what's going on, Ryan? Not too much. Wow, you you just went right out there, huh? All right, that's fine. Well, he'll be back to defend himself next week. I will specifically look for a Disney adult story again. I said nothing wrong with it. It is a fad, and it's just a fad that I wonder about. And um, I'll find a relevant story to discuss it and hear his side of the story. Again, I want to make clear nothing wrong with it. I'm just trying to understand. And that's that's that. Have a productive conversation about Disney adulting. That's what I'm saying. We were trying to figure out the Taylor Swift the fads we try to figure out a million things throughout the years and disney adult is another one and uh hopefully jose will uh discuss that when he said florida i thought he was going to miami or boca raton or um <laughs> you know like maybe he's going to a uh maybe he's going up north to do something or sunny orlando sunny but orlando he's in orlando hanging out with minnie and mickey and goofy and goofy so that's nice um i just didn't i was just surprised that's all i'm saying <laughs> so we just want to wonder what's going on there but regardless let's focus on the here and now and let's talk about the insane week that we just had mm-hmm. first things first something happened that truly was emotional for people and you know what this is something that i totally agree with rockstar Rockstar Games, they are arguably one of the most influential video game companies around. Obviously, Bully, Red Red Dead Redemption, um, Bully, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, I the mean, Warriors. I'll be honest with you. We, <laughs> we could push back a little bit on most influential. They have the biggest game of all time, though. Let's uh, say it, Grand Theft, Grand Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And guess what happened? The moment we've all been waiting for confirmation from Rockstar Games that Grand Theft Auto Six is coming, and to celebrate their 25th anniversary, the CEO Sam Hauser went on to discuss the. The uh, accomplishments they made in the past 25 years and the final tweet that has at this moment over 200 million views on Twitter and X. He said the following that changed the Internet literally forever. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to many more years of sharing these experience with all of you. Thank you, Sam Hauser. Thank you to literally Sam Hauser for dropping this wonderful information. And yes, for the first time, we don't know when, but yeah, I was for at least say- the... I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, you seem really, really hype on this, and I'm the opposite way on this. This was an announcement that... By the end of December, we'll have another announcement uh, about a game about a game we knew was coming. We actually, so I don't know if we ever ever even went. I know we talked about like what we thought would be in the game. We did. We talked about the leaks. We talked about the leaks that took place. There was at one point. I want to say a few weeks back. If we didn't talk about it, a little bit insider here for you. We talked about uh, there was a rumor going around that they were going to announce this two months ago or a month ago, whenever it was. We talked about whether we do it, and then they it never came out. So we never talked about it but like <laughs> it's not like this game is a surprise we've been we have been talking about this game 
for like months now at the bare minimum people have been talking about it for years and so the idea that their their big announcement was just an announcement that at some other point they're going to announce when the game will be i i was like why is this so popular i mean it's probably because they know the they content, can do right? it right but like, rockstar yeah. knows they have this ability and i texted you With GTA this has 6, to be yeah. a this has to be a troll job. And in fact, they haven't confirmed if it's GTA six. Technically, they just said Grand Theft Auto. It could be something completely different. Oh, could you imagine if it's like a like a DLC for five again or something else? Like if they have some sort of I'm pretty like, sure side it'll be, game. I'm pretty sure it'll finally be the true sequel. I think to, it'll be six yeah, to GTA six. But Rockstar knows that people are they have the whole video game industry and all pop culture at the tip of their fingers. Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Five came out in 2013, our freshman year of college. Yeah, I know. It is 2015. No, it's not. It's 2023. It's 25 years. Most of that 25 years was making GTA Five <laughs> and re-releasing GTA Five. Most and of their accomplishments worked. in the past 25 years was just the one game they kept re-releasing and adding stuff to GTA. Not, honestly, not even GTA Online. Like they didn't even add things mm-hmm. to GTA Five. They just added stuff to GTA Online. And so I think they eventually started selling that game separately, <coughs> you know, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, uh, I don't know. I wasn't as excited about this as everyone else did, but apparently I'm wrong because everyone, like you said, really liked this information. coming. Did you see the memes? Oh, man. Like the fact that people were happy that they lived, <laughs> they lived through the chance <laughs> to see that GTA was getting released. This is a big deal. Can you imagine the day? Years, right. Yeah. It's a ten years than, in between yeah, games. Years, yeah, I mean there was the the Red Dead Redemption sequel, which was yeah. great. I actually played it, and it's an amazing game. In fact, but the it's Red no Dead's GTA. GTA, I mean, that's the game, man. Jet well, Grand yeah, Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto has an appeal to everybody, which is, I think, what makes it. More, I, I say everybody. It's obviously not a children's game, but um, has it appeal to children? All? Do definitely get their hands on oh, it and yeah, play of course. it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, our parent, my parents used to make us turn the volume off. That was the, the compromise. Um, but anyway, so, <laughs> um, but that's not what we're talking about. It, it's, it's got a bit more of a appeal. If you're a casual gamer, if you're more of a hardcore gamer, you, everyone can kind of pick up GTA. Uh, I think Red Dead probably just didn't have, because of the period aspect of it, didn't have that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you kind of had to want to play a cowboy game and be kind of more into the story and into the gaming. Whereas you want to just drive around, do your thing in gta you can do that um so yeah i mean yeah obviously big deal for them i don't know if they'll be able to actually meet the hype when the game comes out and that's oh, a problem for them well meet the hype and actual hype are the two different things like no doubt this is probably going to be the highest selling game of all time well yeah but then they got to meet it otherwise they'll never do another <laughs> well they've had 10 years they've had 10 years to perfect it and if those leaks are real which they neither return confirm or deny. Yeah, return to Vice Cities, the part of the leak. I, I, the, we've uh, talked about two this. Characters. Yeah. yeah, we with the details. Two characters. One's a female character. Um, yep. All of my predictions. So we'll see how it goes. But it was a big deal. People right. went nuts. I think I'm, I said I'm 300 million right. impressions on that. I have to see if they're going to have some online betting about the... Uh, that female protagonist thing, because I think I can make some money off that. Like, uh, what, what exactly? Like, what, what her name's going to be? Or No, stuff? I just think that gamers, historically speaking, mm-hmm. are a little bit more 
that's not something that hardcore gamers would like, I don't think. Um, And so I think that there will be a lot of people out of their own personal animosity who bet against that happening. And it's definitely happening. So um, I said, I I feel like I can make some money if there's like a betting market. Like, uh, what's that? The one that everyone uses for like non-sports stuff. There's a, there's a market out there, but anyway, Mm -hmm. yeah, I do think that all that stuff that we talked about last time is going to happen, but we didn't learn any of that from this 200 million uh, time viewed uh, tweet they sent out. So, <laughs> and it was the end of a thread too. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't even like the whole thread either. They was it was the patting himself on the back thread, and then oh, and by the way, <laughs> we'll have a trailer for you to watch about a game coming. You know soon. that's you know that's a guaranteed tweet cap story. Oh, absolutely! And when the game comes out, uh, what's cool? We never we never did Starfield, and that just shows you. No offense to Bethesda, another big studio. <laughs> you're, not, you're not Rockstar because we'll probably for sure. It really is ETA when it comes out and talk about it on this show. It really is funny with Rockstar. They really are known for only two franchises. Yeah, well, because Bully was when we were kids. Bully came out. That's an amazing game. Yeah, it is, but it's like 2004, right? Yeah, I'm looking right here. I'm just quickly going through the their video their video gameography. Um, um. List of video games published by Rockstar. Yeah. And yeah, there's Bully came out in in uh 06, October seventeenth okay. of 06. Oh, and they also did the Midnight Club series. Um oh, okay. But still not as big GTA. as the other ones. Yeah. Um, a lot of video a movie adaptations. The Warriors, the game is amazing. Is it? I've never well, played. And how that. can I forget L.A. Noir? Oh, I did. Li- I really did like that game, but that game didn't do as well as I wanted to do. I don't think. Yeah, was... I love that game. I own that game first. Uh, I had it, and then I have it now. I have it for Switch. I've never finished it on Switch, but I actually bought mm. it twice. I own the game twice. Um, so I love that game. I'm not criti- criticizing that game at all, but it's not a franchise game. It, you buy the game, you play the game, and then you're done. You don't. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> That you know, looking at this, there's a lot of video game adaptions and a lot of re-releases and sequels. They're just like any other major studio, but they are the studio. Yeah. Band Theft Auto. Like people love their characters, and that's how you know. Yeah, I mean, I do wonder about that because no offense, I, I can do it, but can everyone name the protagonists of Grand Theft Auto? Of all been- of them? Like you could do you you know there's CJ San Andreas, mm-hmm. there's Nico in GTA Four. Yeah, there's um, I can't name the th- Vice City and Grand Theft Auto Three ones. Obviously, Tommy. Tommy is uh, Vice City. Um, is it Jean? Something like that. For this is for the third one. Or Claude. It's Claude. The first time they're in Liberty City. I think it's Claude. Um, and then yeah, obviously Claude. the most recent, yeah, the most recent one is what uh, Trevor, Franklin, and Michael. Yes. All right, so maybe I mean I, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be I'd be curious if people like really feel connected to the protagonists of Grand Theft Auto. Um, I really think there was a time where there'll be a lot of man on the street content for this podcast when there's a legitimate studio, hopefully in a big market metropolitan area. And we can ask that very question to people on the streets <laughs> and hopefully name? probably knowing them. Uh, let's make the prediction. Now, when do you actually think they'll release the actual game? 
2024, probably Christmas. 24 holiday. So as they say, yeah, we're going to get a trailer this year. And then next year around the same time we get the trailer, we'll get the game. Do you remember when the GTA five trailer came out? We were, it was spring, uh, the trailer, I don't know, but the game came out in springtime. Okay, so on YouTube, it was released on on November. Okay, it is actually crazy. So the GTA original trailer, like a teaser trailer, was released in November of 2011. The game itself for Grand Theft Auto 5. Yes, Grand Theft Auto 5. 2013, like springtime. GTA 5 was released, I will confirm, GTA 5 was released on September 17th, 2013. And they September, released the tr- really? yes, okay. and they released their their teaser trailer on November 2nd, 2011, almost two full years before that. But I don't think there was 10 years in between, you know what I mean? Like I feel like because of those 10 years, they have a little bit a year is probably sufficient to hype the game. Right. GTA GTA 4 came out in 08 and they um came out in 05. They came out five years later. So, yeah, and the official trailer came out in August 29th, 2013, just a few weeks before this trailer. So, again, we just have to see what exactly they're going to do and what and what the trailer is. It going to be a trailer or is it going to be a teaser? Like, they just teaser. have the main character teaser. looking at Vice City. Like, not oh, even. We're not going to even see the main character. We're going to see just a lot of shots of the new, like, the newly designed Vice City. Uh, and then maybe if they're doing the female thing, they'll end it with like a female character shot. And that will be their way of breaking that news a year in advance. Mm-hmm. So they can spend a year trying to make the, the gamers who are going to be disappointed that there's a female protagonist <laughs> of which there will be too many. Um, and those people suck. Yeah, but they're going to try and spend the year getting those people hyped for the game by getting the news. They know they're going to hate out early <laughs> <laughs> and to right. let the anger go away um but um but yeah i think that mostly it's just gonna be pictures of vice city of like the of the of the city probably like one song that becomes a huge hit on spotify sure or you know it'll go tick it'll become a tiktok song like or like maybe there's like total eclipse of the heart (laughs) yeah and we don't know what time period this will actually take place i assume it'd be present day i think at least most of the game be somewhat present right mm-hmm. uh i told i think i said this when we did our predictions a long time ago i think that some of the game will take place in i'll say cuba i don't know if it'll they'll call it cuba it'll be something akin to cuba it'll be yeah. an island like cuba um i think that that will be a part of this game um one because they've done the island for gta online right uh for one of the the new things that you could go to an island and it's a whole thing that you could do a bunch of missions there so they've already kind of practiced with it they might even use that island i don't know um but they'll definitely have like they'll have that and that might take place at a previous time i also think they're probably this is me guessing because rockstar wants to make as much money as possible with as few games as possible Um, (laughs) clearly clearly that's their strategy and so i could see them creating a, a battle royale game as part mm-hmm. of like an online, like an online battle royale game, as part of this, and having an island would be like a, a proper island, not the entire map of GTA Vice City, but like a proper, like smaller island map that you could do a, ga- a game mode like that. I think would be helpful, and so I think that that's another reason why they might consider 
that and so i i don't know i don't even think that honestly if it's a teaser i don't even think we'll see that we'll literally just see they'll probably just show vice city the recognizable stuff like the mall and stuff from mm-hmm. the last time the game was there so that way we can see how good the graphics are right um now and how and good can graphics really changed. get at this point they pretty well, much because last time is- we were in vice city though it was a long time ago. oh yeah definitely yeah so it's gonna be way, sense. way better. Hopefully, it doesn't look too much like uh That's the only real issue is that I mean, because obviously they're all based on real cities. You know, Los Santos is Los Angeles. Um, Liberty then, City's uh, New York. Liberty City's New York, and Vice City's Miami. And just because they're both kind of tropical locations, not tropical, but like they have the same yeah. kind of look, Miami and uh, Los Los Santos. I would worry that they might look too similar and people would be kind of like oh, underwhelmed. And that would be the only reason why they might genuinely trick all of us and not put it in Vice City this time. They'll go back to Liberty City or a brand new map that's a little bit more like, quote unquote, like New York. <laughs> Basically, they'll, something that looks a little bit more big city, a little bit more East Coast or something like that. I could see it. You know, Chicago. They don't have a Chicago stand in, I don't think. So who knows? But um, yeah. Who knows? And, um, you know, they had like in GTA San Andreas, they had a little Vegas area, too. So maybe yeah, that's the only that. game where they had like multiple states or like multiple cities in the state or whatever. And they've never done that again. They could try something like that, too. We'll see. We'll see. And man, just quickly with that leak happened a year ago, September yeah. 18th, 2022. The leak happened a year ago. Yeah. And they confer, and you know, I don't have enough time to skip through the whole thing, but um, uh, but pretty much there, it seemed like there was a a young teen, a a, uh, it seemed like there was a foreign young Gen Z, if I'm reading this correctly, like a 16 year old T Tuber hacker, he got arrested in London part of the investigation and it was a whole world ordeal but but um the the kid was actually deemed unfit to stand on trial but he did admit admit to To doing it yeah so regardless i bring it up that it's turned into this whole ordeal this game and probably they said this was a reason why they even pushed it back more was this leak but was the leak at at least what we're seeing is that um that was the real tease, I guess. And um, we'll see how yeah. much they improved on it, yeah. if anything. And last but not least, how how does this affect the actual hardware market? Like, do you think, P- um, you know, P- PlayStation 5s, no, what what are we, which one are we on? For PlayStation? I don't For a new generation. Because I, have I haven't I have had a, I have a PlayStation X, 4. Xbox. So you have the Xbox Series X and then a PlayStation 5. Like, those are going to skyrocket. Do you think these are going to now go crazy? I remember when they first went out, people weren't able to get their hands on them. Like, these are go the hardware. Like, PlayStation and Xbox have to be high-fiving each other. It's like, man, we're about to make some serious bank, guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when the next ones are coming out, but I so I did just pull it up. The, the ones that came out in 2020 were the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S, um, which is I have S, by the way, not X. And then the yeah. Nintendo Switch came out r- around the same time. Nintendo Switch is just like, uh, we have a new Legend of Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. But um, yeah, I have the S. Anyway, not the point. Point is that these consoles are only three years old. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel they're like women are waiting for their real marquee games. I don't think they're waiting. I think they've all had real marquee games, but um, I just don't know if they have enough time, like to develop a, a brand new. Console. Oh, you think they would? You think they would make a whole new console for this one game? I think that if they did, it would sell really well. Uh, PlayStation Four came out, by the way, in 2013, and let me just check because why not? Um, Xbox One was also 2013. So 2013 to 2020 was the last gap. This would be a crazy, crazy, crazy turnaround to try and match it with this game. But, I mean, you know, last time they came out around the same time was kind of my point. When the Xbox uh, One and PlayStation 4 came out, they came out with GTA V. And it was a huge deal. People bought both. And so they might try to match it up with Rockstar's release date. It's like not unheard of that they might consider doing that. It's just I feel like it would be such a quick turnaround that mm. I don't know that they would. I don't know that they've made enough money. As crazy as this is to say. <laughs> um, the 5 and the S slash X to, uh, you know, to justify moving on to a new console already. Uh, right. So, but we'll see. So I guess once they release this, they'll take a 15 year break and Rockstar doesn't even have to do anything. Maybe they they'll do dissolve. G- Maybe they'll go away. This is their last game. Oh, man. That would they'll just keep talk a, about being on top, ending on top. Yeah. But they'll just keep a skeleton crew to keep GTA online going. Just do a new bully or whatever. But regardless, <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. well, I don't think that exactly uh, ages well, but. I know what you, you could redo bully. You could make. Oh well, yeah, he's good. well. He's just a Robin Hood. He beats up the bully. So yeah, you could find a way to make that good. Uh, I don't think Rockstar has any interest in doing that. Uh, they've got done their it cash. already. Yeah, they got they got their cash cow. They don't need to revive the bully. They probably won't make another Red Dead. <laughs> They'll probably just keep pumping out new content for five and six until everyone working there is you know on their private island somewhere off out off the coast of Vice City. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Exciting stuff from the video game industry. Now, let's talk about this. The infamous bad baby, right? We saw yes. her rise to fame going on Dr. Phil, catch, to catch me outside, her outside. Yep. And, um, you know, clearly showing she's out there. Now, bad baby was trying to make us all feel bad. And she posted her uh, her revenue she made on OnlyFans. And I mean, let's look at some of these numbers. Bad Baby, who's only 20 years old, by the way. So mm-hmm. this was released in 2021, some of these numbers. So, ugh. but um, um, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, we're, we're real close to when this would be, you know, yeah, very much we're, we're illegal. Pl- very much the line, but yeah. look at these numbers, Ryan. She, so in April 2021, she she claims from the screenshot, from the state from this monthly statement that she made eighteen million dollars, eighteen million one hundred forty eight million four hundred and thirty six dollars and forty four cents to be exact. Mm-hmm. Six million dollars in May 2022, June 2021, four million dollars. Uh, she had a bit of a slow period in November 2021. 833,000 but i mean come on is she back up is she now? back up like is she like what do you mean are the numbers back to 18 mil 
I haven't seen those. I have them from um twenty twenty one here, but I mean I think it's important. Do you think it's real? I th- first no. things. Did she I make don't. eighteen million dollars on OnlyFans? So first first let me say, if it's real. We'll get to whether or not it's real in a second. If it's real, I think it's really, really, really bad for everyone who subscribes to her OnlyFans to recognize that she made more money the closer she was to being a child. Uh, I think it's just something that we should all think about and I'll put away um, and just cry tonight before you go to bed about that information. Now, whether or not I think it's real, I want to say no, mostly for me. I want to say no. But what else has she been doing? She's technically a rapper. Sure, but I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? What has she been doing? Baby contact. Yeah, what has she been doing for money? No one can answer that question. Like, she's not on TV shows. She's not doing the regular circuit of like reality stars, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen her on The Masked Singer. She's not on like Celebrity Big Brother or whatever. She's not, you know. She hasn't been back on daytime talk shows or or late night talk shows or mm-hmm. any kind of talk shows. She, she's not around at all. She has no presence on TV any longer, but she still presumably has, you know, she's not probably working at, as like an insurance agent. So she's presumably making money in entertainment mm-hmm. somehow. Right. Yeah. And so when you hear about when you think, when you think about it that way, assuming she's making as much money as she claims to make in the rap songs, it's probably true to some extent. Maybe the numbers are fudged a little, but she probably is making, you know, her entire living on OnlyFans. I don't know what kind of content she does. I've never seen, but uh, that 18 million alone will set you for life. I mean, if you spend it correctly, I don't necessarily know that I believe that bad baby is the most fiscally responsible uh, celebrity out there. (laughs) But um, yeah, you could make 18 million in one year and then be done for, I mean, not for her. She would be like 18. So that'd be a million dollars like for every year she had been alive. And that's not enough money for like retirement by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I guess technically you could go pretty far with it if you're willing to live a completely modest life. Uh, you know what i mean like you want to live like that normal life you know rent an apartment in a you know like a suburb area for a while then yeah you can take 18 million and stretch it but you know you're not buying a house and like never working again off of 18 million dollars so and she did add a lot more four million one month oh yeah yeah yeah. but i'm just saying in general like in general like she's probably still working and since i don't see her i don't see her anywhere it's probably on OnlyFans. i think as much as I want to believe it's not true, I think the facts kind of line up that it might be, might be, might be the case. Might be, and that that's this mystery right here. That um, well, I don't know. Is for only paying to for I don't want to maybe like she I, she wasn't stand up citizens probably no. I don't know. It's just it's just very strange why. And this is not just her. There's so many of these uh, folks who go from something like online to being um, OnlyFans people. And and like the pipeline from like internet celebrity to OnlyFans, is it just because everyone has, you know, googly bits? And so anyone can probably do it. That's it. Like if if you're a famous guy, like the Island Boys have one too. No, but the Island Boys have one too. Oh, I mean, like I said, not to make it. 
not to make it a gender thing, but I'm just like, you know how horny men are in this world. And if you're a oh, famous there woman, men, there might be men doing, you know, it might be men like the Island Boys. I'm not well, saying true. anything that's about true who's too. watching. That's true, too. I'm to just be saying fair. there's like a there's Eric like Andre a strange... had an OnlyFans and Burt Kreischer had an OnlyFans. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, is it? Well, those were clearly jokes, though, right? Like. That was meant to be funny. Neither one of them supposed has, like, to be. Yeah, yeah. So, but maybe I just they got a little into it too much. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but just in general, like it's just it must. I guess it must be because everyone feels like they have the, they have the they have the equipment already, so they might as well do it in OnlyFans. But um, it's just very strange the that the, the pipeline. Oh my god. The the to go from like you know internet star like Bad Baby to only fans uh this is very strange but it seems to be a common move it seems to be like as soon as your your 15 minutes ends oh that's gonna relate like, to our next story yeah from 50 yeah well, as soon as your 15 minutes ends from being like an internet star you just jump straight into only fans yeah, this is how try i stay and relevant and make some money yeah oh, try and take as many of those yesterday Last yeah, trying week. to take trying to take as many people from your current popularity with you as you can. And I think it's a good strategy because if you've paid for an OnlyFans, like you're so deep in now, you can't admit you made a mistake. You gotta just pay up. You can't be like, I know I got an OnlyFans for, for bad baby, but only because I really liked her on Dr. Phil. Like you gotta just you gotta just, you know, bite your tongue, keep paying. It's like holding them hostage because they've had to, they would have to admit that they uh made a mistake by getting your OnlyFans. Um I it's I find it very interesting. Or WWE Mandy Rose, right? She well that's different. Um in that she, she was didn't. doing both. Oh. So she she started it while she was on TV. Um, now they fired well, she, her for it. They just well, she knew what she was doing. Yeah, when she's ma- she was making more on uh, it was fan time, not only fans, but the same same concept. Um, she's making more on fan time than she was in her WWE fan contract. Time. Fan and time, so Coke and Pepsi. They, yeah, so when they were like you have to stop doing that. She's like, only if you'll pay me more. And obviously they weren't going to do that. So she's like, well, this is simple math. I've been doing this at the same time for however many years. Right. Like I think it was a year. Yeah. They, she did both for a year. Oh. So it was like, you, you could literally look at the numbers, be like, I made this much here. I made this much here. If I have to give up one of them, you know what I mean? So I don't actually blame her. And I don't blame these other people for jumping in to make their money. I oh, just find of course. it interesting. If I had the, if I had the ability you know, if I thought gotta, I could make, yeah, if I was a, an internet celebrity and I thought I could make money on OnlyFans, I probably would. Uh, if I thought people would listen to this podcast on OnlyFans, we'd probably be on OnlyFans. <laughs> um, so I'm not at all. Chad Johnson, yeah. our favorite podcast, one of our new favorite podcasters, he said he was on OnlyFans for, but he said he played <laughs> video games on OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah, if I thought that I could make money doing anything on OnlyFans, that would not, you know, get me in trouble. Uh, I would make one like i would put this show on OnlyFans if there was uh if people were willing to pay for it 100 oh, percent. gotta get chad josh on the show i really think if i tweeted at him you see his interactions with people there's a good chance we on. could make it work no you'd but be I... surprised somebody tweeted him yo chad you want to get some lunch yeah where are you at i'm at this restaurant <laughs> we gotta let him know we can't pay him up, right, up front though we don't want any surprises be like it's gonna be for free but it'll be a fun time <laughs> I, I really think so. I think he would think so too. Man, that guy, that guy's awesome. And she ended sharp. All right. Why don't we ne- continue next? This might be 
the end of an era for this podcast. This person has been a favorite oh, all yeah. all year long for this show, but all good things must come to an end. And this is a story I low-key was dreading to talk about in the sense that I knew I don't have a reason to bring her up anymore, but <laughs> this is what this is the case. Part of my take, another huge favorite of ours, love part of my take. Um, they got one of the biggest interviews of the year. Not 60 Minutes, not Oprah, not, you know, Dateline, not CBS Sunday Morning. Part of my take got the interview we've been waiting for. Tiffany Gomas told her side of the story on part of my take last week and their brand new Chicago studios. Uh, Tiffany Gomas told, told us what exactly happened on that airplane. So this story here from the New York post, the 38 year old Texas marketing guru discussed the bizarre July 2nd incident that during an interview on Friday with part of my take by was last Friday. She said, quote, the reason I probably haven't come out yet is that it's so cringe, she said in studio. Gomas explained she had gotten into a little bit of an altercation with another passenger that spiraled out of control. She continued, it wasn't my best moment. It was actually a horrible moment. Absolutely mortifying. Absolutely horribly motive mortifying, she added. Ugh. So she, you know, she made the comment. And she also added, quote, they're making me look bad shit. And given I did, I did look absolutely crazy. But no, I was in my feels needed to get that off, needed to get that off that. That's literally what it says here. Needed to get that off that. I was highly distressed. Not a good look. So Ryan, according to her, there wasn't no alien. There wasn't some weird creature she was just really pissed off at somebody and calling somebody not real it was the person she was mad at i'm so mad at you you're not even a person that's what she said <laughs> ryan your thoughts on her side of the story well first of all because of your intro to the story the only thing i could think about was how fun it would be had she gone on cbs sunday morning and jane Polly had this interview <laughs> but um but no oh. I'm going to say something that people aren't going to like. Now, you know, we've talked, we've covered this story a lot uh, this year. This is just a Karen. This is a Karen story. Everyone's going to give this a pass because what she looks like in terms of attractiveness, but also because it was such a big deal. And she went to Barstool and Barstool is very deferential. They told her that she was vindicated 400 times. I don't understand that, uh, <laughs> what, that what that means, but okay. Um, no, she's just a Karen. <laughs> She got mad at another passenger. I, in fairness, I don't know if that passenger was of a different race than her, which is kind of a, a hallmark of the Karen trope. So maybe that's different. But she got mad at a passenger, and then she had a public meltdown that got up, ended up on the internet. That is 100% a Karen video by any other name. If, any, if this happened in any other context with any other person, if I just described a white woman freaked out in public and – got kicked off of an airplane and it went viral, everyone would say, oh, that's a Karen. But just because she's attractive and because for a little bit we thought it might be aliens, we're all going to pretend that, oh, she was just having a bad day. No, this is just a Karen. This is Karen entitlement nonsense. And people need to start calling it what it is. I mean, I'm glad she's turned this into something. I'm glad that, you know, she probably doesn't have to work in marketing anymore. She can just do appearances <laughs> or whatever. But 
like, why are we pretending that this isn't just the same story? Like, this is the same story as like the lady who freaked out because someone was selling water. This is the same story as that person who freaked out because someone took her bike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is just that story, but on an airplane. And for some reason, uh, not for some reason, because of how crazy it seemed, because it was so much crazier than those other two stories, by the way. She's like, they're trying to make me look insane. I'm glad she owned up to it right after saying that because my first thought was, no, it wasn't really hard to do. <laughs> no one had to try to make you look insane. You just did that. <laughs> no one forced it upon you. You stood up and you made yourself look insane all on your own. But um, no, I think that it's crazy that we're just not calling this what it is. Um, but yeah, here's your headline. Tiffany Gomas is a Karen. That was a Karen move. She did a Karen thing on the plane. Tiffany's a Karen. It's only because she's one of the most beautiful people in the world that she doesn't have guess, that distinction. I guess. I Simple mean, as that. I guess. Like yeah. if she looked like, I don't know, if she looked like Miss... It, I can't say... If, if she just looked like, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West, then then she's a... That's well, a yeah, people moment. find her attractive. And so people are willing to give... What you're trying to say is people yeah. find her attractive and are willing to give her, you know... A break. Um, exactly. But it's like, like what, is it, that pretty what she did was horrible. She I mean, really made horrible. people believe. Yeah, I guess horrible is a way. I don't know. I don't want to say horrible. She didn't like it. Okay, fair, fair. Like, yes, it wasn't horrible, but. I mean, it was bad because everyone didn't had to get she off the technically plane. break yeah. some laws? Doing yes. Yes. This is, yeah. This is purely, this is, again, I'm saying this is, <laughs> this is a Karen moment for sure. And we're just not going to call it that. Tiffany Karen Gomas is going to get away with this Scott, uh, Scott free. So there you go. And, you know, it's just so funny because, you know, she is beautiful and the people are joking about how, oh, is, you know, Hank, a pic- she takes a picture <laughs> of the famous Hank, Hank producer of Barstool. Oh, they must be dating. And um, maybe and uh, or they, they're, you know, had a night in Chicago or I thought it was um, I thought it was PFT commentator. I thought he they had the shot of her looking at him and smiling. I thought, you know, maybe they are hitting it off. But that's I mean, that's also why are we assuming they're dating too? they're well, just regular that's, people. Yeah, it's not her fault. Did, did I show you fault. did I send you the clip? Of him of getting that asked conversation by Portnoy, by Portnoy? I, did send, I did send you that. He just said, yes. so you, you guys are dating? They're still talking. Oh, they're talking. Said, right? So they said they're still talking. So, I mean, they've clearly become good I friends. I think Hank's only else. two years older than us. So that's, you know, I didn't know she was 38. That's, that's you know, 38. So good for you, Hank. Good for you if this is true. I don't know, Matt. She went insane. <laughs> I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I, some people would. Some people I don't wouldn't. care what that says to, about would. me as a dude. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I have to say, because you mentioned it. Imagine if she was the one who decided to join OnlyFans. That would well, yeah, break the internet. Honestly, you want to take $18 million? Because the, oh, I mean, her, her 15 minutes is almost up. She gave away the ghost. There's no alien. There's no monster. Um, And no offense to anyone in the Barstool set, but they're not a big enough celebrity for her to date to become famous. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like OnlyFans might have to be the next course if if that's – I know – I mean, she's doing like a mindfulness thing, um, which is a bit funny because she's famous for – 
charitably having a mental episode, but uh, that's fine. People, people learn and grow. Um, so we'll see how the mindfulness thing takes off. If it takes off and she can do like a mini goop thing, then maybe she will and won't have to do the OnlyFans and just be a business person who had a viral moment instead of like a celebrity. But uh, yeah, if she's looking to stay in the spotlight, the OnlyFans clock has officially started after that interview. So we'll see what happens. You've been vindicated. Vindicated. They just wanted their, they just wanted Karen to sound Paul. like Jane Pauley. Yes. Yeah, that was their Jane Pauley moment. <laughs> Tiffany Goldbosch. Get the horns to play you out on um on a <laughs> well, I don't know when we're gonna bring her up ever again, Ryan. So to Tiffany Goldmoss. When she makes her own OnlyFans, but oh oh my. That will be the day. But why don't we talk about sexy and Jason Kelsey, right? Right. Jason Kelsey, he's won a Super Tiffany Gomas for women. Perhaps. <laughs> we don't know. We don't Jason know. Jason Kelsey, he's a Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. five-time first-team All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler, 184 games started, 184 games started, 184 games played. This man's going to the Hall of Fame. Yep. This man is the best at his position, even still. And as his NFL career might be coming to an end, you know, he's played he's played since 2011. So, yeah. yeah, that's a long time. And he just thought people thought he was retiring last year, but he did sign a one year contract to come back. And it's looking like it's a good deal because the Eagles look like the best team in the NFL. But mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey, man. It wasn't your brother who was nominated as Sexiest Man Alive. It was him. A huge win for podcasters. (laughs) We could say a podcaster (laughs) is nominated for Sexiest Man Alive. This list with Timothy Chalmay, Jamie Foxx, the guy who actually won, Patrick Dempsey, good for you. Um, And I forgot who else was nominated, but these A-list Actors and musicians, and we have a podcaster right in there. Well, Let's go. I think you're Barry the lead. He's a professional football player, but sure, we could go with podcaster. <laughs> um, no, I think Swifties eat your heart out. Yeah, uh, you exactly. It wasn't man. your brother. It was it wasn't your man? It was his. It was his. It was a big brother. Yeah, big brother. Yeah, his Jason. his older brother. Uh, Isn't that awesome? And you, you know, Jason's not. By the way, he's not like a quarterback or a running back. He's a center. Yeah, They're hefty guys. They're not right. small. You gotta be. You gotta be a little bit bigger to play O line. Two hundred ninety-five so, um, pounds. Yeah, he's not three. a small guy. He's you know got a little weight on him. Father, and right? That, yeah, father of so, three, and yeah. found his girlfriend on. Not found. Met his girlfriend on Tinder. There you go. What a win. This is a great American story. This is a very normal person, with the exception, of course, of the football career. Um, (laughs) A very normal looking person, I guess, is the more angry way to say that, who lives a relatively normal life out in, you know, wherever Pennsylvania, (laughs) Pennsylvania, um, who got nominated for Sexiest Man Alive. Um, Anyway, it means anyone can do it. It's like the Pope. I, I, I genuinely believe it. that. You just have mm-hmm. to get enough people to write your name on a piece of paper. <laughs> this is arguably bigger than the actual winner in Patrick Dempsey. You know, he's good. Gray's Anatomy. Um, yeah, but that, he makes sense, right? He was McDreamy. Like, that was a name people gave him for years. I but mean, you know what? Technically, right? But, yes. he's. But you know what? It was the offensive lineman who's made bigger right. news in this. Because it makes very little sense on, like, paper. 
they don't usually pick people like that. So I think that, that I thought it was good. I'm glad. I think it's a body positivity thing. It's also very funny given how silly um, famous his brother is right now uh, <laughs> that he got the nod. Um, yeah. Compared I don't think to- anyone, anyone, no, nobody would have been surprised if Taylor Swift's boyfriend and, uh, you know, and uh, also Hall of Fame football player, by the way, Travis right. Kelsey got this nod this year because of how famous he's gotten over the past few months. But that it was his brother <laughs> uh, was just very makes it goes from like a, an interesting story to a really funny story. And I think that's why people were so into it when it got announced. Did you know he plays the baritone saxophone and sings, too? Um, I heard him sing on their podcast. Uh, He's it was really something good. Else. Yeah, something <laughs> else. It was. It wasn't being too serious. He was singing "Total Eclipse of the Heart," I believe. Which again, that song's trending. So maybe that's what it was. He was. He was on top of that trends. He got the algorithm to help him out. Enough people liked and subscribed, right, <laughs> to well, their I mean, podcast. Who knows? What a cool. What a cool thing that happened. Awesome. Congratulations, Jason Kelsey. Hopefully, we see you on this pod with your brother. Nice little. <laughs> uh, um. Nice little combo one of these days. Yeah, no, seriously. That would be great. And uh, awesome stuff. Jason Kelsey. And um, for somebody who's a Giants fan who does not like the Eagles, I love Jason Kelsey and make an exception. The Kelsey seem like they're good. See, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl and they have a great chance this Mm -hmm. year, it's not the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. It's Jason Kelsey winning Jason the Super Kelsey Bowl. Jason Kelsey winning the Super Bowl. That's how we'll justify it. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. So now there's another thing. Let's get let's continue the more feel-good stories. There have been weeks where we just went from sad story to sad story. But we have another one, and this is genuinely awesome. The Screen Actor Guild, the Screen Actors Guild, after 188 days on strike, strikes a deal with the studios. Valued at $1 billion, a new three-year deal, and the strike is over. Writer strike ended a few weeks earlier, and everything's back to normal in the film industry. And just going over the new deal, there's a new streaming participation bonus. Above the pattern, above pattern minimum compensation increases. So, you know, some of the smaller roles get um, better Mm -hmm. compensation. Substantial increase for pension and health caps, pay increase for background actors, contract provisions protecting diverse communities, and um, major provisions for consent and compensation for from AI. So this is this is great. The nanny pulled up. Fran Dresser, you got it. The nanny took care of them kids. That's what she did. (laughs) No, she really did. You know, this is probably her legacy. This is really adds to her legacy. Not only obviously. I heard she negotiated a uh, nanny reboot as well. No, is that true? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Could you imagine like, oh, and Hulu's got to give me a nanny reboot. (laughs) They might as well. That'd be funny. Uh, That was part of the actual. I mean, she would never get reelected as the SAG president. Uh, Even with all the other great stuff she did, if that was just in there. It'd be like, hmm, well, you're using this clearly for your own personal benefit. No, uh, that's not true. I was making a joke, but it is true that she did bring home the bacon for the, uh, as it were, for the uh, the rest of the Screen Actors Guild. So, mm-hmm. you know, good honor. Um, got what they wanted. Um, I got, I, it sounds like they got what they needed as well. Right. And nothing, I mean, that one billion obviously as a number is huge. Um, doesn't sound like, any of the actual like demands were that like crazy though 
there was a lot of them. So I think that's probably how I got to the 1 billion number. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Adding health care right. for all those actors. Like, yeah, it adds up quickly. But the 1 billion, it's not like, you know, Billy Porter could get his house again. Yeah, we can give Billy his house back. Um, but <laughs> no, but no, seriously, it doesn't sound like, oh, 1 billion and we're going to give most of it to like, you know, Matt Damon and oh, you know, yes. Leo DiCaprio, yeah. right? No, no. I think you can they, hear they 1 have billion. <laughs> yeah, you can hear like 1 billion and be like, oh, we're paying millionaires to be billionaires now. No, it sounds like most of that's going to be on like, you know, paying for people to like see a doctor if they get sick while working on a project. Right. Uh, things like that. So I think that's all good. Getting people access to uh, healthcare and getting people access to, um, you know, other resources that they really should have if they're going to be, you know, working and providing for people like mm-hmm. actors do and writers, obviously different strike, but writers got their own uh, win as well. So, yeah. So I, I think it's probably, everything sounded reasonable to me. Um not all of it was like, I guess, super clear that the AI compensation and the mm-hmm. uh, carve outs for diverse communities, they didn't explain what that means. Um, so I guess we'll have to see what that means. Right. Obviously, it was good enough that the guild was like, there. yeah, the guild thought it was good. So I, I trust that they're, you know, I trust that they got what they wanted out of it. I just couldn't tell you what those mean. But the rest of it were, was very clear cut and all stuff that probably should have been happening anyway. So, you know. Yeah, well, and. This year's particularly film, there's a lot of good movies that have come out. Yeah. I have a lot of catching up to do, and we will for our Oscar season. Ryan, you could um, join us with the returning Chris Bailey. Yeah. So you have some movies to watch, and they're all available on streaming, too, so we mm-hmm. can um, add to that. So that's a win for the show. Well, I saw Oppenheimer and Barbie, back. and I assume they're both going to get a lot of nominations. That's my hope. You would think, yeah. but there are also people literally into this movie past lives. They really fit there. They like, um, uh, obviously killers, the flower moon, the yeah, killer that comes out on of, Netflix. What's it called? Uh, there's been a lot of, uh, stuff going around with the killers of the flower moon though. So we'll see how much it wins. Like both good and bad. Like, yeah, but a lot of, yeah, yeah, polarizing. So, yeah, definitely very polarizing. Like, seems people love the film, but the historical inaccuracies. Yeah, are so we'll see. We'll see how well it does nom wise, mm-hmm. uh, because of that specifically. Right. But um, but yeah, no. I'll film Twitter watch is so. loving it, and you know, film Twitter got now they're get so, you know that um. Film Twitter is going crazy because the Oppenheimer reels have been coming out that people have just been <laughs> touring. So I, I'm getting seen spoiled. I haven't seen, but um, those are going around. Like film, t- I love t- film Twitter a lot. Yeah, They're breaking down this. I again, I didn't watch the scene because I still have to see the film. But um, it's just Robert Downey Jr. and Killian Murphy. I guess must have been when they were int- their characters were introduced. I'm assuming I, I didn't. I'm, I don't want to see the scene, but yeah. I keep seeing that one scene, and everyone's just look at lake. this nuance walk. Look at this yeah. nuance walk he's doing. He is looking into the camera a certain way. That is exactly how Oppenheimer did it. That's and how, yeah, now, that's how, now looked, that's how Oppenheimer looked at the camera. Now film Twitter's happy, and you don't want to piss them off. So, and then we also have some projects getting announced, and mm-hmm. and. uh Getting uh, projects getting announced and apparently some movies getting canceled like yeah. the Wiley Coyote versus um, Roadrunner film with John Cena got shelved. After Who is filming. John Cena gonna play? I don't know. It got shelved. And if it's Roadrunner, that's really funny. <laughs> I think he he must be playing some middleman in that war of that's course, been going yeah. on for eighty years. But what if it was Roadrunner? 
What if it was like a? Well, no. What if it's like? Then that's why it was probably bad. That's why when Vin Diesel was Groot and he just goes, "I am Groot." John Cena's just gonna go, "Beat me." (laughs) I had a film that that released. I got a zero Rotten Tomato, so he's gonna have to make some careful choices. Yeah, man, zero Rotten Tomatoes. He still hasn't won technically since in his WWE return. We're gonna go John Cena redemption story, or not? Mm. Mm. But good stuff there. Uh, Cleopatra was announced. They're going to do a Cleopatra 2025 with Zendaya as Cleopatra. Really? That'll be yeah. interesting. See how they do that. The Elizabeth Taylor four-hour one. It was a boring movie, so I hope it's not that. But is that Dennis Villeneuve? You know, of Dude, another yeah. film Dude. Twitter. Film Twitter. A film Twitter love loves Dennis. So, um, you know. That's honestly yeah. who that's who you need to impress the most when you release movies now is film. Film Twitter. Twitter they're the ones who pick the nominees. It, low key. Uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So if they, yeah, if they're the ones who very strong opinions. If they're the ones who pick who pick the nominees effectively, then I could see, yeah, Flower Moon doing really well. And this will be a good transition. Another film that was definitely not supposed to be known to us, but it was. And uh, here it is, Shrek. Shrek Five. According to this story here, um, Shrek 5 release date is leaked by an NBC intern since and since deleted LinkedIn post accidentally revealing the movie <laughs> is set in 2025. Now, this I got a kick out of this. So I've been lucky enough to intern at some very cool place. I interned at Nickelodeon, CNN, <laughs> um, Sirius, all that. Right. And when I was specifically worked at Nickelodeon, they one of the very first things they ever said at our orientation is you do not talk about work at all on Twitter or any yeah. social media for this very reason. And so you this, don't I leak guess something I'll, by accident. Yeah. Yes. And they will even if you are an intern, they will still the press will still, you know, oh, yeah. flip the story as, you know, this studio announced this, even though it was an intern. Yep. So, yeah. So this. I guess this this person on LinkedIn um, posted that uh, she's going to work that on, she was yeah. working on Shrek Five, probably not anymore. Five, and um, yeah, that was a bad leak. First of all, I mean, who was asking for another Shrek? But I guess so. What happened in Shrek Four? They made a Shrek Four. I always I stopped at Shrek Three. I said this is yeah. garbage, and I and there is a Shrek Four Forever After. And I might as well Shrek watch it. One is Shrek, obviously. Shrek two, Classic. he meets uh, one of the best Fiona's sequels, parents, right? So uh, I could quickly read over the so Shrek three, Shrek um, the trio, the trio journey to Worcester Academy. Oh wait, wait, wow, whoa, let me actually read this. So Shrek three, can you remind us what happened? In Shrek three, no. Okay. In <laughs> Shrek three, Prince Shrek three, Prince Charming is plotting to overthrow Shrek and Fiona, who have inherited inherit the throne following King Harold's death. Right. Shrek has Which no was interest in too. Shrek has no interest in ruling the kingdom. Attempts to convince Fiona's unachieving cousin, already played by Justin Timberlake, to take mm-hmm. over. Let's assume that they probably did that. It's a children's movie. Um. Happy Ever After, right? And mm-hmm. then Shrek 4. Let us look at Shrek 4. Shrek 4. The plot is... the 
The plot follows Shrek, who struggles with the responsibilities, the responsibilities and stress of being a domesticated family man, yearning for the days he's a once feared and late. Uh, well, a once feared ogre and lived mm-hmm. in solitude. He is tricked by Rumpelstiltskin into signing a contract that leads to disastrous consequences. Um, to give up his played kids? by Walt Dorn. Okay. Um, Walt okay. Dorn. He so, is Shrek Four. Should, I, should Shrek I read the didn't want kids? Should I read the end of um, Shrek 4, what happened? I have the plot yeah, right here. Spoiler alerts if you're listening right now. Uh, we're about to spoil Shrek 4, so jump ahead like two minutes. As the sun rises, Shrek begins to fade from existence, but Fiona, having fallen in love with him, kisses him just before he disappears. Seeing that she is still an ogre in the sunlight, Fiona realizes that her curse was broken and that she has assumed love's true form. The alternate reality dis- disintegrates, making everyone disappear, and Shrek finds himself transported back to the original timeline at the moment before he lost his temper at the party. Instead of lashing out, Shrek embraces his family and friends with a newfound appreciation for them. Wow. Well, so we definitely, there's some middle stuff that she probably needs to watch to understand what we just said. But he, at the end, it ends with him loving his friends and family a little more. Yeah, the consensus great. for Shrek Forever After is, while not without its moments, Shrek Forever After too often feels like a rote rehearsing. It looks all, excuse me, while not, okay, while not without its moments, Shrek Forever After too too often feels like a rote rehashing of the franchise's earlier entries. Yeah, it, just what you it. just described sounds like the first Shrek. All right. Um, well, yeah, I, so I'm not even going to, I can't critique Shrek 4 because I didn't even know it existed. Um, until they really announced that they, no, really, I, I knew they, I'd seen the first two, right? And I knew they made a third one with Justin Timberlake. I knew that. I didn't see that one. I didn't know what happened in it, but I knew it existed, right? So, like, I knew Shrek's Shrek's one through three, and then they made, like, two or three Puss in Boots movies separate. I knew that. They were really good. Yeah, Uh, but uh, no. So, Shrek 5 was big for me because, A, new new Shrek movie, and B, it let me know there was a Shrek 4. Uh, And so, yeah, who's asking for a new Shrek? Is it because the Puss in Boots did really well? They're like, let's try Shrek again. Probably. You know Um, how these, you know how these studios are now. Now we are back to normal with, with sequels and unnecessary stuff. It sucks that the first thing that happens after the uh, strike ends is we get uh, another, another sequel. (laughs) Yeah. Right. First thing we get after the uh, actors come back is the announcement of another sequel. Uh, So, that stinks, but I who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Sometimes when you take an old property that no one cares about, you treat it that way. You treat it as like an old person who no one cares about anymore, like an old celebrity. I don't mean all old people. I mean, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. then you can do something really fun with that because no one has. Any that's it. That's what this new Emma Stowe movie apparently is that everybody's loving. Um, what's the movie called? Uh just so I get this right, Poor Things. It's adapted from a children's novel from 1992, and everybody's loving it in film Twitter, so it must be a big deal. Interesting. Yeah, no, sometimes, like, I mean, obviously a hot take, but why not? Um, One of, one in the new series of Star Wars movies that nobody liked at all, um, 
<laughs> I actually, I mean, they were all f- whatever. They were fine for me. I wasn't that's down on them. And I actually kind of really like the one in the middle that everyone hates the most. So I guess eight. No. How many are there? Oh, geez. There's six original ones, right? And then, then there's, yeah. They go, yeah, you know, just split seven, it up eight, into nine. threes. Yeah. Yeah. So eight. The Ryan uh, Johnson one. Yeah. I actually kind of liked that. Um, Everyone's going to hate that I'm saying that, but whatever. They can. I mean, the seventh one was just a new hope with new characters. Right. And eight was something different. They took old characters that, no offense, we just weren't thinking about anymore. Like, I, I get longtime fans probably were, but from Luke Skywalker didn't mean anything to the general audiences anymore. Anakin Skywalker barely meant anything to the general audiences. And that was the main character of the newer movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like those movies came out when we were kids and they're not. And even then, Anakin's not like a cherished childhood character for me. Uh, part of that's because <laughs> of how unlikable he is. But yeah. So like no one's thinking about Luke Skywalker all the time. So you have this character that doesn't have the same gravitas as it had before. And so you flip him around. It, like we did it with Logan to like really good effect. And guess what? He's coming back with Deadpool 3. Which is horrible, but yeah, like when we thought it was actually. But this done, is how this is the twist, though. You now get to see him in his original suit. Yeah, which was leaked anyways, so you ruin the surprise. They no, themselves they, leaked. They don't it. care about that. They don't care about the. Yeah. That would have been a cool surprise, though. It really would have. But you know what? Nobody uh, deserves happiness, I guess. <laughs> but regardless, Shrek Five. I, I assume you're going to between now and 25 catch up on Peacock. No, probably not. I'll probably just watch five without watching four. <laughs> I'll let you know if it makes that. sense. I'll let you know if it makes sense. If I don't get it, I'll watch four. <laughs> and I'll be, oh, no, I get it. Maybe get a good chuckle at my home <laughs> when I That's when funny. I get a joke I didn't get before. But no, I think I'll probably not watch Shrek four for anything. Let me just say with with poor things again, I'm I've for the rep. So pretty much Oscar season has started. So <laughs> I'm going to give all the updates throughout these tweet caps about it. Yeah. Poor things that people are loving consensus, wildly imaginative and exhilarating over the top. Poor things is a bizarre, brilliant tour de force for director Yorgos Lathamos and Sarah Emma Stone. Hmm. Well, Interested go. in it? Yeah, I'll probably watch that. Why not? So who's in it? Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, William Dafoe. Even though he's in everything, but we don't mind because he's awesome. Uh, Rami Youssef, that's cool. Christopher Abbott, Gerard Carmichael, Margaret Qualley, she's great. So awesome cast right here. Yeah, it's very, very well known, very well accomplished cast. So, and I know people love um Yorgos, you know from like the favorite. He did the favorite, Killing a Sacred Deer, Lobster. Mm-hmm. Um, big indie film, um, just get bigger, and then yeah, this poor things. Uh, do you, based you, on a book too. So there you go. You, did you read Poor Things? Not read Poor or Things. Heard I don't of know. It? No, I don't know what it's about. I've got other. I know what's it called? The Emma Stone is good in it, and everybody likes the director because that's what you just told me. But I've not. <laughs> I've got no other information about it. <laughs> Definitely have to check it out. Now let's talk about Logan Paul. Let's talk about Logan Paul. So we, even though we didn't cover this event. Matt's new favorite um, wrestler. Well, not exactly, but <laughs> um, at Crown Jewel, Logan Paul continued his big year by defeating, you know, only one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. In, the second time. 
in Rey Mysterio. He defeated Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Logan yeah. Paul is your United States champion. And guess what? In great Logan Paul fashion, he was making sure that everybody knew he was the champ. And um, he posted some viral pics that, uh, just as yeah. early as today. The so I have right here showing else. one with his his uh, fiance, Dylan Dennis, is obsessed with. Um, yeah. I can't. I forgot to bring the iPad. Him just smoking a cigar, cigar with it. Him working out with the belt. Him in the shower with the belt. He's very he's Shawn very, Michaels. Very Shawn Michaels, the one with him in the shower, actually. He, he's very proud of this. And, you know, rightfully so. Um, but, you know, Logan Paul, the thing is, you know, I've been critical about him as a wrestler. and But I've come down a little bit because... Ray Mysterio almost had a catastrophic neck injury and he caught him perfectly and then slammed him down. But great professionalism, <laughs> that was and, yeah. but great professionalism. And, you know, he is a great wrestler. I never doubted him, never questioned his ability. Just show up even once every other week. That's all I'm asking. You don't but, hold you that standard for, for every other people, though. Roman Reigns doesn't do that. But it's, the thing with Roman Reigns, though, it's a little bit different in the sense that, you know, maybe if Roman, let me say, if Roman Reigns flexed as much as he did, I would have the same criticisms. Gotcha. But, so it's it's the brashness mixed with the lack of uh, attendance. I don't know. I think it's fine. Um, I don't think he needs to change. Are you proud of him? Character. What do you mean? Like, like his dad? No. Yeah. Are uh, you proud of him being the champ? No, I think it's a good idea. I think that it'll be a really big match at WrestleMania when he when he drops the title, and I think Two. it probably will be WrestleMania. Jake Paul. Well, no, um, uh, I don't know who yet. Worst case scenario, it's your boy LA Knight. Oh, um, that is definitely worst case scenario. Worst case scenario because that means they have something else planned for uh, the World Heavyweight Title. But assuming that I'm right about the World Heavyweight Title, I. I don't know. Um, well, it's got to be someone on SmackDown, presumably. Um, I don't know. Let's say it goes to... Nah, we'll Bad have... Bad Bunny. Now, no, are we we'll going to get... Carmelo Hayes debut at WrestleMania to win the U.S. title. Why not? Sure, that works. How about um, with this, you know... With this, with this win though, um, do you think he's going to help? Like you know, not that it, WWE needs it; they definitely don't. But um, you know what? What other things can Logan Paul accomplish if he's about to have a long reign with this title? And will he even defend? How many over under five defenses do you think he's going to get? Over under five defenses? Well, under because he's dropping it at WrestleMania. Don't beat. There's not. Uh, five that's why you go to SmackDown in Louisville, Kentucky, and. Or Fargo, North Dakota. You name me five times Gunther has defended his title in Fargo. And that's, then you tell that's me that's the you point. That's what not, the change is going to happen. Saying he hasn't done that because he's Gunther. And no one, by the way, no one even listening to us knows who Gunther is. Or and how about this? Unknown you know what, Austrian Ryan, man I will has say not this. defended if in Logan Fargo. Paul just Logan does, Paul? If Logan Paul just does one house show, I will house take show. away the crow's head. Yeah, house he's show. the champion. No. Oh, he's not worthy enough. He's you might the other. get you might get him defending the title on TV one week. You're not getting him on the house show. <laughs> Even if it's the house like you know show. Madison Square Garden no. um, holiday tour. 
No, if they if they have a TV show at Madison Square Garden, Logan Paul might wrestle on it. Well, we won't see that title anytime house soon. House show. House show. Freaking Seth Rollins barely wrestles on the house show. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, congratulations. House Logan shows Paul. are headlined by, like, Chad Gable versus freaking, like, Giovanni Vinci. That's who does the house shows. You know what? I want Otis to be the uh, to defeat Logan Paul. That, you know, I'm perfectly fine with that. Let's I simply going. don't know what the name of the trend is, but assuming it will be popular next week, we'll do a story on it. The one where they have that song. Oh, where everyone's calm and, and everyone's then they go crazy and, and they calm and go crazy. Yeah, well, I don't know the name of that trend. That is, was, but yeah, WWE they did that one. They did the funniest one with him. Yes, they did. So um, we have to figure out the name and then we'll definitely do a story on it. And Tazawa, maybe it'll be Tazawa now that he's getting the push. <laughs> Tazawa versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Could you imagine if they get Tazawa ready for a WrestleMania match? That would be absolutely insane. But yes, Logan Paul did really good, um, really good work with Ray Mysterio specifically. You know, keeping him safe when that one one thing happened. But also, most of the match was good. Like we make it sound like Ray Mysterio was like fumbling around. That's just not the case. It was a very good match, even outside of that one moment, uh, to which Logan also did very well in the match. Uh, looked great, super fun to watch, and yeah, I think him as champion, it's good. It's going to lead to an LWO dissolution, which I think is probably about time. The LWO has been around a little too long. Um, but Santos Escobar was instrumental in Ray losing the title. So they'll, they'll you know, run that with Santos and his crew versus like Ray and Carlito probably um, for a little bit. Stuff like that. It, it'll be fun and it'll be all good stuff. Um, and then Logan will just kind of do what he does on you know, podcasts and go on other people, you know, go on channels and whatnot, Mm -hmm. bring the title, get some exposure. I just Uh, want to see a bad bunny Logan Paul match. Uh, But I don't, I mean, as much as I think Logan Paul, the internet does as much as I think Logan Paul is very good. I don't know if he's good enough to carry bad bunny. (laughs) And I do think that we keep forgetting because of how much everyone likes bad bunny and how great he's been that, he is still being led through these matches. The Miz and Morrison led that match. Damian Priest led that second match. The Royal Rumble is highly, highly like he is a in fa- the ring. he is a final four finalist. He is. You can't in, take in that away. What is the worst Royal Rumble that I remember watching? He Guess is what? in the still final counts. four. And I think it there was be a chance he won in the that same Rumble. year yes. he won was- Grammys and have a sellout tour. That he was going to headline WrestleMania. Which would have been better than what, <laughs> what happened, to be honest with you. So, you know what I mean? Oh, man. That, would have been more he, interesting. Not he better, really does whatever. Like he said at SNL, he, I'm by Bunny. I do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two more he, he, Oh, he made Shrek 5. He predicted it. Did he? On SNL. Yeah, he did a clip with Do Not Destroy. Oh, wow about making a new Shrek movie that he wrote and then he threw it away because he didn't like it. And I just realized maybe there's something talking. To this. Oh my God. Bad Bunny predicted NBC the Shrek property. movie. Uh, watch the, watch the, the trailer. It sounds a little bit like what Shrek four was very out there. Anyway, continue. It's hilarious. So Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, another fan favorite for this pod, yeah. another podcast favorite. He got questioned again. Rogers, right, Matt? Just podcast. (laughs) He got questioned again. 
Mm-hmm. Dan Lebitard, he has a cool podcast. I like his stuff. Does it out of Florida. <laughs> Dan Lebitard challenges Aaron Rodgers to a debate over Achilles recovery. Quote, he says, I want to debate you. I want to debate you and I. I want to debate you on. Sorry, I need my, I'm going to need glasses. I really do need glasses, <laughs> man. Um, Dan Lebitard said on his show, you know, after his show went viral for questioning whether Aaron Rodgers truly tore his Achilles, that's a sentence in itself. He actually believed that that wasn't real. He questioned if, you know, the Achilles, where you clearly see on live TV, his Achilles roll up his the back of his leg into yeah. his calf. He said, yeah, oh, that's gross. not real. That's fake. Um Dan Lebertard wants to challenge Aaron Rodgers to a debate over his injury and his recovery. He says, quote, Aaron Rodgers, I think I think your doctors are fake. Debate me. I mean, come on. That, that's stupid. You really think he faked that? You think for all the hype I mean, everybody's gone through, how much yeah. the New York Jets themselves need Aaron Rodgers? I mean, look yeah, what's happening right now. Yeah. You really think he faked that? No, like, I, this is a really prime didn't. example of somebody just talking out of their ass just to have attention. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could possibly come to the conclusion that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get how you can come to that conclusion. He's, it'd be one thing if it happened like even midway through the season, I guess, but to play one set of downs, not even, he just, just under not even, four plays, four like, plays. You just, yeah, no. <laughs> There's nothing there. There's no way you can believe that genuinely. And listen, I don't know if I always love when Aaron Rodgers talks about science or what he calls science. Uh, <laughs> like, I get it. I get the frustration. But, I mean, the, the idea that he faked an Achilles injury is just not – can't be. Can't be. That – He's whether you like what he's saying or not about the recovery. And I guess if you want to debate recovery with him, you can, but I'll be honest, if he comes back healthy, then, then it was a good recovery. It doesn't really matter what he did. Um, You know what I mean? So that's just also super silly to me. Like, I don't know. I I get why people are mad at him because of the vaccine stuff. Right. And in fairness, Aaron Rodgers has said stupid nonsense, not even about, whether you believe him on vaccines, but like he's been, you know, saying Fauci should debate him. And like, so like the, this calling people to debate thing in fairness, is <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers does this too. So like, I'm not, you know, he challenged Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey did a commercial, like, you know what I mean? Like, so Aaron Rodgers is also doing like nonsensical debate challenges for no reason. So I guess in that regard, it's like, you know what, if you can give it, you should be able to take it. Right. And so I'm actually okay with that, but the, the vaccine stuff, I won't say you can debate because I think the science is actually pretty clear, but there's been like a lot of confusion and a lot of there's a lot of nervous folks about the vaccines. There's always nervous folks about vaccines. Anti-vax is not new with COVID. Right. But if he's recovering from an Achilles injury, as long as he's recovering, as long as his Achilles is getting better, what is there to debate? He thinks it's fake. Well, that's, yeah, that's the but point. That's, but that's stupid. So if the debate is about, are you hurt? Like, is that the debate he wants to prove that Aaron Rodgers isn't actually hurt? Or is he going to be like, walk? He's going to steal his crutches and be like, walk to me. You know you can do You that. liar. You know I mean? Yeah. It's so like, there's no way. Like, the debate is stupid because there's nothing to prove. If the debate is about how do you recover from an Achilles injury, the answer is however makes you good to walk again. Um, and if the debate is 
did Aaron Rodgers hurt his Achilles? I think just a doctor saying yes, or even Aaron <laughs> Rodgers being like, yeah, I, I had I surgery. Was in surgery. Yeah. Like there's no debate to be had. This is like just because two people are willing to yell at each other doesn't mean it's a debate. Uh, a debate means there's something that, you know, there's, there's something, some substance. Right. There has to be something of like question. Like there has to be something that somebody is questioning that's based in reality, which are, you're not really hurt isn't based in reality. I mean, yeah, yeah. well, Another person to have Aaron Rodgers want to prove wrong. I mean, listen, and, I get it. I do get because of how annoying Rodgers is on a lot of his podcast appearances. I do understand. What? I said his words, not mine. Yeah, my words. That's fine. <laughs> I have absolutely no problem saying that. I'm a Jets fan. I hope he comes back tomorrow and I hope he wins a Super Bowl as a Jet. I've got no problem with Aaron Rodgers football player. I also don't care. Aaron Rodgers wants to, you know, push ivermectin and all that other stuff because if you're a person who listens to Aaron Rodgers or Joe Rogan instead of your doctor, it is what it is, man. I don't have to tell you. We have doctors. If you don't go to them, that's you. That's a you problem. But like, I get the appeal of trying to get Aaron Rodgers on because one, he'll do a big number. Like he will do ratings. That's just true. Mm-hmm. And two, he's a little annoying. So if you get to yell at him for like an hour, that'll be great. And right? another thing that is, I think. I should add this too. So the thing that they, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, people, but so they're adding a bridge, something known as a speed bridge in his, in his, uh, on his Achilles. That's supposed to help heal the process faster. And like, that was the same, a similar surgery as Cam Akers, who, even though he ironically tore his other's Achilles just this past week for the Vikings, but he was the one who made a six-month recovery after tearing his Achilles in training yeah. camp and played in the Super Bowl. But um, that's the thing he doesn't think is valid, is the speed bridge part. But how would you know? He still hasn't, you know, come well, back yet, so. Yeah, if he gets back on the field, tell. whenever he gets back on the field, he'll get him back, back on the field eventually. When he gets back on the field, his Achilles is recovered. Yes, and so any any you might have you might have a ticking time bog to win, but sure. it is recover. But like whatever, I'll be honest. Everyone who plays in the NFL is basically a ticking time bomb of injury. True. Your body will stop letting you play football eventually. It has, yeah. Like you can't do. You, there's things you players. can do forever. Essentially, professional except, football is not one of them. Except Sting, he could he could wrestle forever. <laughs> I, I would, I would <laughs> but um, or so, Ric Flair wants to. I would argue he really can't. I saw yeah. that last match. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, the idea that he's the uh, again the quack science thing. I get wanting to tag him for it, but this is not it. What you need to do is next time he goes after a football player for having a shot, right, mm-hmm. or for like doing a commercial about you know vaccines. That's when you slam him. That's when you invite him on your show and be like, you're pushing quack science because. You don't know what you're talking about. Come on my show and explain to me why I'm wrong. Do that. I would do way, that. By the he way, would never listen, but I would do that. If Aaron Rodgers, if I, if we had done an episode right after the Mr. Pfizer thing, I would have been like, Aaron Rodgers, come on this show and explain oh. to me <laughs> why I'm wrong. Because I, and I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm definitely right. I'm the regular person. I can just your go wife off. is. Yeah, but she's not that kind of doctor either. She's toxicologist. So she knows a little, you know, she knows a lot about it, actually, because she has worked on COVID stuff. But Mm. that's not like her main thing. But like, just I'm a regular person. So you could convince me. My doctors have told me what I and I believe them. So tell me why I shouldn't believe. (laughs) Right. Like, I would say that And this. uh, Obviously, he would never come on the show, but um, like, or at least not. Not yet. 
Yeah, not at the moment. Let's let's clarify. Well, someday. But, um, but you know, this other guy has a real platform. So wait and do it then. But doing it over the Achilles stuff is not not <coughs> it. Not it. It's not it. You know, it's funny with with uh, Rogers, right? So I watch. He goes on pad every week. Still, doesn't really say. I mean, he he goes off for an hour, but like, not a little, not any like breaking news or anything that comes out of it. Just his reactions as we've seen to stuff. But he didn't mention Dan Levitard this week, so I really he must not <laughs> care. So must not care. So the final story. Care. It's my cat Larry to hey, sit Larry. down. So. The final story to discuss today is a story that is very last was very last minute something I saw this morning. Instagram user and content creator Anna Stanskowski shared a video of herself getting the name of Kevin written on her forehead with the help of a tattoo artist. Kevin is her boyfriend. She got her boyfriend's name tattooed on her forehead. What do I say often on this show? When we see stuff like this, Anything is possible to become a big deal. I'd like to think our viral moment will come as a result of this content, and then we add on to it from the big audience there. But, but when just you have something safe, like this, I will be tattooing Kevin on my forehead live next week on the tweet cap. So tune in for that. He said it right here first. But for this woman who I don't know the situation, but you have. <sighs> I guess she knows she's going to be a content creator for life, but you have Kevin on your forehead for life. What? <laughs> like, There's two ways I could go I, uh, about this. There's two what, ways I could go about this. Think I'm about not... this. Going when you get your driver's license, Kevin's yep. going to be there. I, I assume maybe maybe you're getting married. Maybe you're crazy enough not to. You'll have your wedding photos with Kevin on. You know, you are going to age eventually. Yeah, saggy Kevin. Saggy Kevin. I saggy mean, Kevin. Like, for all the things to get attention, this is what you do? This is one of them. <laughs> I'm sure. And watch there be like, oh, look at me washing this off. You actually thought I'd do that? But, like, why, Ryan? Why are people in this world like this for viral moments? <laughs> Fame. They want people to know about them. They want people what, to know I mean, who they are. I don't think 15 minutes of fame is worth defiling you for life. Well, she disagrees. 15 minutes is more than some people get in their entire lifetime. And there's some people who are so desperate for it, they'll do just about anything. Um, yeah, my guess is it's probably not a real tattoo. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, even if she's going to marry this guy, this is weird. I'll put that out there. Like anyone I know a lot of people a, like I'm just saying yeah, anybody who gets a tattoo of their of their significant other, no matter where it is, that's a yeah. huge risk. Well, not, yeah. So a lot of people are talking about the risk aspect of what if you break up? What if you don't get married? What if they get married and live, you know, together for 60 years, happily married? It's still weird that you have your husband's name on your head. The, yeah. It will never not be weird. Like if it's on your elbow, not your elbow, but like you're, you know, up here, all right, like fine. No one can see it most of the time. You're married. Like, yeah, sure, it's a risk. You could end up getting a divorce or whatever. But I'm not even talking about that. That's like a separate thing, and that's fine. I actually agree with you. Of course, it's risky to have a person's name on your body because, you know, what if you don't like that person at some point? But, um, 
even if you love that person for the rest of your life, you have their name just right there on your forehead in like big purple letters too. Uh, I don't know if you saw it or not. It's um, it's a purple tattoo. It's yeah, like, like the, even if uh, even if your life goes perfectly well with this person it's still just really weird and it's gonna be really weird for him like imagine you know you wake up in the morning you kiss your girl uh your girlfriend good morning right and her net your name your name is just sitting on her forehead that's so weird that's just such a weird thing to have happen to you in your life so i hope for everyone's sake it's not a real tattoo i hope that in a few weeks of you know doing content with the tattoo on because of course you know that she will um she'll have like a big secret reveal where she wipes it off and be like haha I tricked you all and we can all forget about her, her 15 minutes being done. But if this is real, like, oof, God, such a bad call, such a bad idea. And it just goes to, you know, 15 minutes, like you said, not a long time. 15 minutes is not a long time. Uh, tattoos last a lot longer than 15 minutes. It's your world and we're just living in it. Damn. Well, I don't have any questions today, so we'll bring that back next week. But um, we thank you, Ryan, for an awesome tweet cap. It's nice thank to you, every once in a while have some all positive stories. And yes. um, let's bring that momentum into the weekend and let's have um, a good week ahead. So thank you so much, Ryan, and we'll see you really soon. Thanks, Matt. This is a very productive conversation. That was a fun one, Ryan. Great stuff talking about what took place in our crazy-ass world we live in. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. Twitter, and next, at ProdCobblePod. They're on TikTok, at Productive Conversations. And Facebook, at Productive Conversations. So that wraps up this week. Let us have a wonderful weekend. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Yeah, just two weeks from thir- from Thursday. Oh, my, my. So, yeah, that confirms that Black Friday's in two weeks as well. So, um, we're going to, ha- we have some, uh, we have a lot of good stuff coming your way. And this world has a lot of good stuff coming your way as well. So, let us make sure we all have a wonderful weekend ahead. So we will be back next week with a regularly scheduled program. Wednesday, the NFL, talking about week 10, talking about week 11 in college football with a little college basketball mixed in there. And then we're back next week with another tweet cap. And be on the lookout because this Tuesday, there is a good chance we will have our NBA preview, our first NBA podcast of the new 2023-24 season. So be on the lookout for that. We are working on it and we will finally kick off our NBA coverage for this year. So we have a lot of good stuff ahead. Things are about to get really busy and let's make the most of it. Let us make the most of it. I want to thank Ryan Page for his contributions to the show today. I want to thank Dolo Red, aka Alex DeJesus, for his contributions behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what and being the very best fan base a podcast can ask for. You know how much we love you. So with all of this, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. And I'll be seeing you all next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hopefully I'm 100% better then. All right, see you soon. Peace.